Hi, friends. It's Sarah May. And this show is brought to you by Ned, our newest sponsor. They're well known as being one of the best CBD brands out there. I use and enjoy their products. I find them to be more effective than most CBD products. And that's partly because of the way they are processed and collected. They respect the plant and they also respect the planet. So I think what they provide is a better first line of defense for your body before you turn to pharmaceuticals or over-the-counter medications. I would say try something all natural, like a CBD product. And I think this company is great because they hold the properties of the plant to be the most important, and they respect that in their processing. If you're interested, I invite you to check out helloned.com slash helpmebeme, or enter helpmebeme at checkout for 15% off your first order and free shipping. Thanks. Hi friends, it's Sarah May, and today I am recording from home, not able to get to the booth because I am hunkering based on the coronavirus. Um, So if you're listening to this in months from now, that's the time that this is being recorded. Um, So this is an episode all about overwhelming stress, anxiety, and worry. Um, And this is for... For everyone out there, if you are having a hard time being quarantined or maybe um, you are just reading the news a lot right now because of the coronavirus and maybe you're also freaking out about the economy, regardless, you're getting overwhelmed and um, maybe anxious, depressed, obsessing, feeling um, like that doom and gloom overwhelm. So I wanted to start this one off by just asking everyone to take some slow, mindful breaths with me. And let's just do that. Let's take some deep, slow breaths. And just get in our bodies. Just get present. And I think that's something it's really important to do whatever's going on with you. Because it's um, it's just a way to, like, tell your body to check out of whatever mental state you're in. So throughout your week, whatever's going on with you, especially if you're emotionally or mentally taxed, take a moment and just take slow, mindful breaths as often as you can remember to. So with that, this episode has three parts. Um, that said, they're mostly tools. I am writing it based on the situation we find ourselves in, which is kind of like that slow train wreck paralysis where you're just kind of like watching and anticipating. And, um, and with that, there are three parts, the what, the why, and the how, the tools. Part one, the what. Having a chronic freak out that is perpetuated by real life events. For example, the state of the world right now with the spread of COVID-19, which is triggering a lot of other freak-out-worthy factors, including layoffs and a recession, etc. And when it comes to your emotional state, when you take in too much of this at once, or perhaps, you know, heavy life shit hits you all at once, for example, maybe you recently got laid off or your hours were cut indefinitely, whatever it is, it can be too much on your system. 
In other words, you might hit a point of overwhelm when your self-talk and your rationalizations um, don't work. Like, you can tell yourself, calm down, you can tell yourself everything's going to be fine, but eventually, you know, it doesn't mean anything to you. And your brain can get stuck in that state of future projection, like a worry channel. And that catalyzes a chemical state that is, to say the least, toxic. It can feel like you're high on fear, like insomnia and repeating the scenarios and obsessing in your mind. And maybe that state perpetuates a desire to consume more information. So you obsessively, obsess, blah, obsessively read the news or social media. And often that state leads to a kind of a release of sadness hormones <laughs> like you maybe you finally break down in tears and you feel like just a sense of hopelessness so regardless if you're in this state of feeling like you just opened the door to a flaming bag of shit it's doubly difficult if you can't do anything to help yourself like that just state of watching things go wrong or feeling them pile up and getting that overwhelming sense of panic um it's debilitating so if that's where you're at this is an episode for you, which brings me to part two, the why. Fear plus powerlessness equals intolerable emotions. So without the ability to be active, we create um, an emotional state of overwhelm. And that's how trauma becomes stuck in your body, like imprinted in your body. We need to feel like we have some sense of agency. And when we feel like we don't, it becomes really difficult to manage the feelings because it's like sitting in the pain voluntarily <clears throat> like we need to actively flee and if we don't it's like it's like the brake and the gas pedal are going down at once and um it's almost like self-injury it feels like you know I'm hurting myself so there's this the feeling of powerlessness itself is just extremely painful um and then there's also if you, depending on your situation, there's also the loss of what was. So if you are mourning a job or an experience you were supposed to have, or you're mourning a loss of security, your brain will reel in the attempt to process that information. So it's like similar to a death where acceptance is a really difficult part of it um, because you have, your brain wants to resist that. A lot, So it's, it's very difficult depending on how major the loss um, for you was in this experience. And then there's also the projection of future pain. When we see no hope of change, pain becomes more unmanageable. We can pretty much tolerate anything if we know it's not going to last long. But if you can't see an end in sight, it adds to the brain's doom and gloom case building. Like It's like feeling there is a rational sense of hopelessness. <clears throat> and that's what happens also when you get depressed. Your brain loses the ability to project a different and positive future. So if you're chemically depressed, that can be also lumped upon um, all of the other practical shit that might be keeping you feeling overwhelmed. And then lastly, there's the actual conditions of your circumstances. Like if you are isolated, it's hugely taxing on a your emotional well-being like we need people we need to have human contact not to mention if you're not getting outdoors if you're not getting enough exercise if you're not getting enough sunlight 
if you're not getting enough sleep. Sleep alone could be to blame for an excess of worry and anxiety because your brain hasn't been able to wash itself out. Like That's a really crude description of what happens when you sleep, but it's true. Your brain needs to basically refine itself and tune itself up when you're sleeping. So if you have not been sleeping well lately, you've got lots of brain gunk sitting around and it makes it really hard to function. I mean, I could go on <laughs> and on in the why, but I think that's enough of a why for right now. So let's get to part three, the how, the tools. So I wanted to start the tools section with just a reminder. Perspective is everything. And an opposite and equally true perspective exists for you right now. Like it, it's sitting there and it's just as true. But if you're in a state of paralysis and worry, you will not be able to access it. Just because like of your brain's channel. It's like getting into a groove of thinking. So I want you to think back on a day you've had in the past when you were like really in it. You're really down. You're really feeling it. And maybe you're down on yourself, you were down on your life, you are down on your future, or, or maybe your mood was just heavily compromised. And I want you to think of a, an experience where something random and unexpected changed that channel. Like in a single moment, you felt totally different about your life and your circumstances. I know that's very specific. I believe you will have had one of those experiences in your life. Um, I, I'm, I hope you've had one of those, even if you can't remember it, I would bet that you've had a moment like that. And if you haven't, I'm planting a seed in your brain right now to make a mental note to just hold on to the memory the next time that happens to you, because everything in your life can change in a single moment. It's just like, it, it's almost like suddenly you're your camera POV switches to the opposite perspective and you're like, oh, all of this is different now. It's just like there's missing information that does not allow you to see it from where you are currently, but it exists. So everything you thought about everything can change in the blink of an eye. And what alters reality is our perspective and what we give prominent importance to in our worldview. So as a rule of thumb, it is just healthy to lean into that knowledge, into that gray area. Um, because I, was, I feel like, especially when times are extreme or we're in emotional compromised states, emotionally compromised states, we lean into the poles. We lean into the extremes. It's like everything is great or everything is terrible. Everything was great, now everything's fallen to shit. So in other words, just assume you don't know the true the truth or the severity of anything because you can't and the truth probably rests somewhere in the middle and it's definitely not as bad as your brain makes you think it is also your personal life story and everything you are dooming and glooming about currently could change with a single moment with a single piece of information a single piece of news a single day could change it all and you cannot see the future because it has not yet been written. So do not jump ahead to then from today right now. Because if you're in a toxic and overwhelmed state, whatever you anticipate in the future will be a much darker projection than reality. And projections are self-fulfilling prophecies. All we ever have is what 
we have in front of us right now. So that's really the only important information for you to have is like, what, what do you have access to? What do you have control over right now? That's it. That's all that exists. So if you catch yourself going in loops, like mentally solving or mentally anticipating, mentally playing through various scenarios, that is a sign that you need to step back and get some distance from whatever target you're hyper-focusing on. Because it's, like it's almost like a nervous tick, you know? It's not actually as functional and as helpful as we think it is. It gives us the illusion that we are helping ourselves when in fact we are not. And I'm, I'm talking strictly of obsessive worry. I'm not talking about, you know, apply, you know, applying for jobs, for example. Like, if you're actually taking proactive actions, uh, do those things. If you're just worrying and playing out scenarios and thinking about how bad things can get, it feels like we're helping ourselves, but we're actually not. We're actually digging a hole deeper and deeper. It's, it's like uh, drinking poison. It's like drinking a, a toxic emotional state. Worry is um, the brain's like deception that we're helping ourselves, that we're somehow in control of something. But we are not. So that was my like long-winded intro to the tools. <laughs> okay. The first tool is called titration of toxins. So titration is like when you're adding a, a chemical to another, it's like a chemistry term. So you have to add something a little bit at a time in order to make the compound stable. I'm butchering the definition, but it's basically like add a little bit at a time and then it'll create more solvency, you know, at the right speed. So I want you to apply this to growing a healthier relationship to the information you are taking in and how you take it in. You got to do it a little bit at a time in order for you to tolerate it um, functionally. Like, so this is for you who, if you are binging on live news updates and getting like constant pings and almost like scrubbing through Facebook looking for something sensationalistic and terrifying. For example, um, if you are, let's say, looking for like the worst news you can find on Facebook, that becomes um, you're you're creating. A more toxic reality for yourself and that alters how capable you can be in the world just being in the toxic state is debilitating and it compromises your ability to act um, with, with the use of all of your brain like when we're in a fear threat state we don't have access to our most intelligent parts of our brain our reflective part of our brain um, I like our problem-solving, you know, um, model-building, future-projecting, intelligent parts of our brain. So it's not helping you. I remember as a kid when we learned about, like, the drought. I feel like it was, like, in second grade or something like that. And we had a project that was all about the drought in California. And I, be I remember it became all-consuming. Just the, the idea of water waste was just so overwhelming that I could not function or I couldn't think about anything but that it was like it wasn't a helpful piece of information for me to have because of how it dominated my perspective on the world it became the only thing I thought about and that's kind of like what drinking toxins is for an adult brain like <laughs> reading the worst things possible on social media is kind of doing the same thing where it's like 
you're uh, tipping yourself off balance. It's not that, you know, information is bad. It's just about responsibly taking in information in a way that allows you to maintain um, enough balance and be able to take healthy actions. You know, it's like getting to know your own tolerance level and respecting it. Just like they say, put on your life mask before attending to a child, like when you're on a plane and they have that warning thing. It's like, this, do the same thing for yourself right now. You have to make sure you're wearing a life mask so you can attend to the important actions in your life. All right, the next tool is called You Are a Tiny Piece of the Moon, Alter the Tide. So if you are in a state of panic and overwhelm, the best thing you can do is contribute to the to the world's tide of positivity, um, and the you know everyone's collective energy and your own ecosystem, and by that I mean just like do something positive, take any positive constructive actions. Usually, when I'm overwhelmed, the first thing I need to do is make my space, like my physical space, calm and clean, because hu- visual feedback is like a really big part of your mental state, just seeing your physical space very much kind of, um, informs how you think. So if your surroundings are overwhelming, make them nicer, make them cleaner. If you can't think of what to do in your physical surroundings, send someone, you know, a kind note, just whatever it is, put positive actions into the world. Like this is just, you know, it's like you're, we're all creating a tide together. It has an effect in a bigger way. Um, I would say whether you notice it or not, but it also has an effect on you and your focus. So just giving your sense of yourself a sense of physical agency and taking an action that's helpful sends a message to the rest of your brain to follow suit. Like it says, Hey, you calm down get your shit together. Like what else needs to be taken care of today? Quit moping. So instead, if you catch yourself in the state of panic and moping and dwelling, do something positive no matter what it is. Like clean a dish. That's just like a rule of thumb. All right, the next tool, no bonfires. So when we get into a state of overwhelm and worry and um, panic, what the brain tends to do is start building a bonfire of all of the negative feelings. It's like gathering brush and a light and all the books we have lying around and newspapers and sticks and anything we can find. We throw it on the fire. Like we make it bigger and bigger. And A, this is not super helpful. And B, it's not reflective of reality. It's like emotionally hyperventilating. So if you are getting overwhelmed, I want you to separate all the various things in your life into separate and distanced piles. Like over here goes a little pile of wood, over here goes another little pile of newspapers, over here goes a collection of vintage matchbooks. In other words, in your life right now, like separate all of the topics and keep them distinct. Do not lump them all together in your mind. And after you've separated them into piles, I want you to ask yourself, what in your life needs attention first? Like, what is the most immediate and pressing factor out of all of these separate piles? Let's say it's procuring food. All right, that is your first pile. Address that and that alone. Nothing else may enter the little metal camping ring for right now. 
until that is off the table, until you've addressed and done everything you can in your power to fix that one thing. And if it's not that obvious what needs attention first, then I would say what is the first um, point of information you need that will inform what you do first? And if you cannot ob obtain said information because it's simply not available yet, then the action is not baked yet. You have nothing to address and your goal is to simply weather the anxiety, like pass it, you know? Um, your immediate task is to take steps to calm yourself down. For example, take some more slow, even deep breaths. Maybe um, do an inversion. I feel like that's one of the most helpful tools for me is getting my heart above my head. So like a forward fold or a handstand. And if you feel so inclined, I would put up a sign on the wall that says no bonfires allowed. Because it's really tempting. If we have all the materials, it feels almost like, you know, relishing the drama. is like It's almost like an intoxicating feeling to just like be like, bah, everything's terrible. All right, the next tool is called... It's just a, it's a strength building exercise. So this is something I wanted to offer you as a thought orientation process throughout your day. And it's just a, a way to remind yourself to focus on the right stuff. So throughout your day, if you are feeling like I have nothing I can do, there's nothing, I, I, I'm paralyzed. Like there's nothing I can do to help myself. There's nothing else I, I can do now to change anything. Like ask yourself, how can I be there for myself right now? Like, how can I support myself right now? Ask yourself, how can I be there for someone else right now? And ask yourself, how can you be with someone else right now? So just, in short, don't let worrying become a full-time job. There are so much more worthwhile pastimes for you to invest in that are more helpful. And I think, like... Making those actions meaningful, equally meaningful, you know? I think a lot of the time we feel like they're trivial or we're wasting time. But just to, like, you know, be able to support yourself. Like, maybe you just need um, to do something like cook a weird recipe for the sake of doing something different. Or maybe you need to, like, um, draw something you wouldn't normally put effort into. All right. The next tool is called Oh Rigs. <laughs> so you have to have seen the Lethal Weapon movies to understand this tool title. Um, the gist of the tool is just laugh. So if you're really overwhelmed and more shit is hitting the fan in your life, I want you to imagine that you are Roger, a.k.a. Danny Glover, in Lethal Weapon. And you've just been riddled with bullets and your house is blown up. And you're hanging on for dear life, but somehow he just chuckles and says, like, I'm getting too old for this shit. And that's kind of uh, how I want you to think of yourself right now. Like, sometimes you just gotta laugh it off. Even if you're, you know, bleeding out, laughter is a way to relieve stress. And I mean, like, you're laughing at the scale of ridiculousness of, you know, how ridiculously terrible it is. It's like, sometimes you get to that point of fret that you're just like, you know, you're so overcome to the point of tears. Like, the better release is just to laugh at it. Because, you know, what else do we have really? It's like, meh, you just gotta chuckle. 
And that way it's also not making you into just the pot of suffering. Like when we become, we get into the victim state and we're just wallowing in the pain or we're just stuck in the pain, it's much more um, damaging to us than if we can feel like we're mastering it somehow, we're in control of it somehow. Hence, laugh. Um, okay, the next tool is a meditation. I don't know if you meditate, but I would say if you do, this is a, a very empowering way to be in a more active state in your suffering. And that is just to meditate and send love and relief to those suffering in the world. This is like known as Tonglen and it, there's a bunch of like more official versions of what this is, but the, the, the tiny version of it is just remember that you are, if you are suffering, there are many more people in the world that are suffering more than you are. And by mentally sending them love and sending them strength and sending them relief. Um, and by, by meditating, I mean, just literally close your eyes, mentally say the words as you focus on the meaning of them. Um, and imagine all the people in the world who are suffering more than you and just feel compassion for them and just like mentally imagine yourself sending them love. And if you need more specifics, like either you can picture it like a literal, you know, beam of love and like hearts or whatever coming, going from you to them, or you can say it softly to yourself. Like I send you love and relief and support. Um, and this is like an action. It's, it is being active and not succumbing to the suffering. All right, the next tool is called the $1,000 truffle or chill pill. <laughs> it's two different names. So this is an assignment. Um, I want you to, throughout your week, imagine you are eating a $1,000 truffle and you have to really just get into a moment of focused calm or enjoyment or savoring um, throughout your day. Like, whatever it is. For example, maybe it's the warm water of, as you wash your hands. Or maybe it's like the embrace of your cat's torso as it's like wrapping around your leg. Um, just treat these moments like little visits to other planets that you can have throughout your day. It's like a mental break. So when you're in one of those moments, really just allow yourself to mentally invest in it and enjoy it. Like you are eating this super decadent, rich truffle that costs a thousand dollars and you have to just like tune into it as much as possible. Uh, all right. And the next tool, borrow 50 years from now perspective. So if you feel stuck in how bad things are or how bad things have gotten and will continue to get, Imagine you are in later years of your life and you are looking back on this time because this time will have much more perspective to it. And it will, you know, it'll still probably be pretty, pretty gnarly and it'll still be, you know, no joke. But I think when we're past something by enough years, it's like you, you see it as like, it's a time that things sucked and I moved through it. And it didn't take me down. So just remember that that exists for you on the other side of this experience. So before I close, I wanted to thank all of my latest sponsors. I have a new monthly sponsor, Sarah. 
thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, a new donation from Michelle. Thank you so very much. And anyone out there with the means to donate, I know it's a tough time right now, but if you do, I appreciate it immensely. Um, and if you're struggling, I totally get it. A review on iTunes is very appreciated as well. Or just simply share it with someone who might need it. So in closing, you can think of this time like kind of like a long, drawn-out labor. Like, I don't know if you've been in labor. I mean, any kind of labor. <laughs> it's like pain, but it has an ending. And all you can address is the here and now. And just kind of like breathe into the pain. Move through it to the best of your capacities. And by breathing into it, I mean just as much as you can, staying at the helm of the wheel. Like maintaining a sense of agency and autonomy as you go versus falling into the victim state. And the main reason being when we fall into that victim state, we suffer more. And we ingrain that suffering and we tend to get stuck in it. Like it becomes like a reinforced state. And what happens is your body starts to crave going into that state. It becomes like a favored mindset because it's addictive. And so just keep in mind when you stay in, the, in an active state, in whatever shape or form activity takes, you save yourself a lot of chemical depression. And even if you're suffering and struggling, just being active, is help, it helps you move through this time with much less damage to your overall person. It's like, it's almost like it scars less. So it's, it's really about moving through this time as emotionally capable and rational and unscathed as possible. You can do this. We can do this. And nothing is forever. So I send you my love. And I'm thinking of you. And as best you can, don't forget to smile.